I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things, even during Christmas. Oh, Christmas has some of the best creepy things. Yep. It's the only way I can celebrate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the creepier, the better for me. Pretty much. <laughs> Christmas is for creepies and coffee. Yep. And that is the only way we're... We're, we can get through this work week and then make it to this day where we record. And it's fun and happy. Yep. We're in PJs. We are. We are in our bougie PJs because... Well, mine aren't bougie. They're, they have cats on them. They're I mean, so cute. It did light up, but I did not change the batteries. That that makes them bougie. Because, you know... But, well, I mean... Sort of. But yours are, are bougie for my sure. My Hugh Hefner pajamas. Mm-hmm. I'm a little jealous. Don't be. <laughs> <laughs> and my little spooky uh, slippers from M and Sprout that Daniela got me for Christmas. They're so cute. They're really cute. I may have to get a pair. They're fuzzy. But you know they're going to be pink. <sighs> Don't scoff. <laughs> you know this is happening. <laughs> you little pastel goth, you. As, you can't scoff when you send me a picture of a, a pink witch hat and you're like, Ooh, you got to get this. Oh my God, I did do that, didn't I? You did. So... <laughs> No more scoffing from you about my obsession with pink. It's not allowed. No more. It's just so much pink all the time. Not all the time. I have black. Some black. You're getting better. But I, I will say two years ago, <laughs> when we went to Midsummer Scream. You showed up in a pink dress. I was the victim. That's that's what I was going for. Uh-huh. I was. Uh-huh. Whatever. I look cute. <laughs> <laughs> you did look cute. <laughs> I didn't, have, I didn't have a lot of spooky things okay now you do now i do well i have a fun joke for you i'm ready why don't mummies take time off i don't know why they're afraid to unwind that sounds like me <laughs> i think i'm a mummy truthfully i don't know what i would do if my life isn't in chaos mm. when i have downtime i i just i literally power down I just sit on my couch because I don't know what to do. Yeah. I wish that was the same for me. I I have to like go out. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like I have to, I have to be doing something all the time. Mm -hmm. And I find that I really, especially at work, I really do my best work when everything is in shambles and I have (laughs) 9,000 things to get done. That's when I, because it forces me to prioritize and organize and be productive. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I do my best work is when I feel like I'm one breath away from a nervous breakdown. Oh, but that's just me. <laughs> well, I have a, a joke to okay. take you away from your anxiety <laughs> from work. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What do you call someone who puts poison in a person's cornflakes? A weirdo? A serial killer. Oh my God. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, did you see that they uh, some amateur code breakers just decoded the Zodiac Killer's um, coding? What? Yeah. How like, did I not see that news? Because it just popped up on my phone, like oh. before we started recording. Ooh, like while I was, I'm gonna have to coffee. read that article later. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna find out who the killer is, and they're probably not even alive anymore. No, it was something about like have fun trying to find me. Uh, I have enough. I'll, I'll well, I welcome the gas chamber. It was something like that. It was real weird. I'm not making that up. It really was something about Ooh. welcoming the gas chamber. It was really weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I like it. Well, shall, huh. shall we get into our booze news? Yes, let's. Booze news, booze news. Well, the first one's mine. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, so while we continue waiting for the Batman, like the Rob, Robert Pattinson Batman, <sighs> there, there it is, I was waiting. <laughs> We've learned uh, via the uh, Hollywood Reporter that director Matt Reeves is on board to produce a new horror movie titled Switchboard. Like a... Uh not vintage switchboard like where you call and then yep. it has to get like unplugged and routed somewhere yes <gasps> no way but a lot of people were confusing it with the 1986 horror movie witchboard oh my God. not the I, same thing I, 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 okay i'm sorry talk because oh, yeah. i just read the rest of the thing and i got real excited <laughs> sorry well yeah because since you mentioned the vintage switchboard uh so the details of the uh the movie is so devin gray's spec is Set in the late 1940s. Oh, I'm so excited! Yes, and centers on a young female switchboard operator who finds herself communicating with and possibly targeted by an active serial killer. Oh my god, I'm here for this movie! And as their conversation intensifies, she begins to question her safety, her sanity, and ultimately her very reality. Oh my god, when is this coming out? I don't know. Oh! Basically, oh, oh. Google's and I'm, tries to figure it out. I'm, uh, I'm very excited. Well, I have some news for a another new movie. Okay. So there's going to be a new take on the infamous Lizzie Borden murders, and it's on the way with the inhabitant, and it's an upcoming thriller which uh, has just set Leslie Bibb and Dermot Maroney. Yes. Okay, I said it this way. I said it right. I practiced. Um, <laughs> as its leading star. So Deadline broke the news reporting that um, Jaron Lauder is directing the film and The Inhabitant is an indie horror thriller about the infamous axe murderer Lizzie Borden's bloodline that runs straight through the heart of American suburbia where a series of supernatural events reveal a dark truth behind a tormented teenager. And uh, Mulroney and Bib will play the parents. I did you watch the? I think it was uh, Case Stew and Chloe Sevigny mm-hmm. version. That what were your thoughts? Because I um I have mine. Um, wait, Case Stew, uh, Kristen Stewart. I oh. just like to call her Case Stew and pretend. Wait, like we're friends. I thought it was um. Wasn't it Case Stew? No, it was um. Oh, why can't I think of her name right now? Um, uh, Chris, mm, nope, not Christina. <sighs> Wednesday Adams. Why can't I think of her name? Uh, Christina Ricci. Thank you. I knew it was Christina something. Yes, it was her. She was played it? Lizzie Borden. And then, and then she, then they tried to do a series and then it didn't work for like what happened after the, the trial and stuff. After Jan murder. Yeah. Like her life after that. And then they just made her like. This creepy dark person that just kills everybody, <laughs> which is probably true. I don't know, but it seems accurate. Um. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but it was it wasn't case two. It wasn't. It was Christina Ritchie. Really. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's a interesting take on a movie. So hopefully, 
it will be good. Don't know. I haven't seen uh, Dermot Maroney in like anything for. It really was long Kristen time. Stewart. It was a movie. Oh. I'm about like, Lizzie Borden? A, yeah. Okay, I didn't see that one. It got 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, because like Chloe Savigny was in the series, too. There was a series, too? Well, that's what I'm saying. The one with uh, Christina Ritchie. Oh, Jesus. She yeah. must just really, really have a hard on for Lizzie Borden. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Chloe Savigny played Lizzie Borden, and then Kay Stu played her um, love interest. Oh, nope. Didn't see that one. Oh. I guess okay. guess I have something to watch now. It was all right. I mean, right. 66%. That's not bad. No. It was all right. <laughs> it was entertaining. Not the best film I've ever seen, but definitely not the worst. Well. You know. That's fine. It's it's not uh, Christmas Vacation to Uncle Eddie's Island Adventure, because that is the oh worst my God. film ever to be made <laughs> since the dawn of filmmaking. I, I find that film scary. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Um. Okay. So we announced this a while back, so everybody knows. Uh, Disney officially confirmed during the Disney Investor Day presentation that Hocus Pocus 2 is indeed still very much on the way to Disney+. Plus. So it's being billed as the quote-unquote spooky sequel to the 1993 Halloween classic, um, suggesting that it is a continuation of the story as opposed to a reboot or a remake. Oh. So, uh, there's no official confirmation on the original cast of the Sanderson sisters returning, being Bette Midler, Zardeska Parker, and Kathy Najimy. However, they have all expressed a, an interest and a desire to come they back. They better. It's not going to be the same without them. They have to be in it. Yeah, they have to. It's... it's <laughs> Failure is not an option. Like, they all still look really good. They can reprise well, their roles. Uh, Bette Midler does not really look much like she's age. Oh, she paid her plastic surgeon mm-hmm. that's, real that, well. That, well, that that's what I'm trying to say. She got that Dolly Parton <laughs> money, so. She looks good. She looks real good. And, like, I mean, I saw pictures that they posted from the the video that she did um, back at Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, she didn't even need makeup on. Like, nope. <laughs> sure didn't. But I can't wait. They they need to put them on. It's, I know. It's, I'm really it will be sacrilegious if they weren't in the movie. No, I mean, you, I can I can deal without the kids. The kids are expendable, but you got to have the OG Sanderson sisters, or it's not hocus pocus. Exactly. And then in other news, coming out, actually will air the day after this episode airs. Yay! Um, Shudder is celebrating Christmas, as shared on our Instagram, with a creep show holiday special it is a brand new hour-long episode of this series that's set to spread a little holiday fear i like it yeah so i'm already there i know it's gonna be so good um so it's titled shapeshifters anonymous which (laughs) (laughs) which features uh uh, a murderer, an anxious man who searches for answers for his quote unquote unique condition from an unusual support group. Ah. Stars Anna Camp. I love her. I've loved her since uh, Pitch Perfect. Yes. That was the first place I saw her, and she's great. I liked her in True Blood, too. 
She was also great. Oh, you know what? That's right. She was in True Blood. Yep. Okay, so Pitch Perfect was the second place I saw her. Yep. <laughs> um, and Adam Pally. And the special is written and directed by none other than Greg Nicotero. Yay. Yeah, I know. And based on a short story by J.A. Conrath. The spirit of Christmas is alive and well in true creep show fashion, says Greg Nicotero, reimagining how we look at the holidays in Santa Claus with an outrageous ensemble cast, a myriad of creepy crawlies, and a few thrills and chills shouldn't be missed. Ooh. I can't wait. Premieres December 18th. Subtle plug. Shutter. Please sponsor us so that we can <laughs> quit our jobs and do this full time. Yes, please. Because we love you. Yep. And we want to support everybody. Mm-hmm. But also support us. <laughs> Please. But also we're a small business. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of small businesses. Segway. <laughs> we would like to share some great uh, Creepmas shopping vendors because you all should be shopping small this season. Yes. It's very important. I'll, and, you know, I'm just going to continue to be on my soapbox for a while (laughs) yes i know we all have to get some stuff at target but in amazon all that stuff but we don't need to go there all the time we need there's other people's especially with this new shutdown we need to support those who could possibly be closing because of this so for those that didn't know who are outside of california the state shut down again (laughs) (laughs) because we can't keep it together whereas there's other places that can't keep it together but somehow they're still open (laughs) you know i mean anyway because it's a hoax it's not real covid's not real Mm -mm. well didn't they say like over like what three million people have died no not that many oh it's not that many no it seems like that uh, (laughs) it's it's in the hundreds of oh 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 oh, globally 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 oh yes globally i'm sorry yes Yes. you are correct that's what i meant yes Sorry, not just not just the state, because <laughs> we'd all be dead. <laughs> well, Los Angeles would be dead. Yeah, oh, um, that's true. Yeah, because there's a lot of people in Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, globally, it's it's pretty bad. <sighs> so come on, people. Oh, I'm sorry. 1.59 million deaths. Okay, so I was half off. <laughs> not that far though. Yeah. Uh, and 70 million global cases. Ugh. But I got tested on Sunday, and as of Sunday, I was not infected. Yay! Hooray! If him, knock on wood. I'm also not. <laughs> I have to because of work. Yes. I, I cannot, like, you know, go buck wild and go out all crazy. Go to a super spreader event? Ooh, sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like... Never mind. Nope. Not going to say it. I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm leave that. Anyway. hey <laughs> Back to the vendors I wanted to share. <laughs> um, so the first one I wanted to mention is uh, Ronnie V's Boutique. Super cute shop. All things horror. And there's even Disney stuff. Ooh. Really, really cute. She has cute... Uh, Christmas stockings, these really cool gift buckets that have like all these little cool things inside. They each have like a little theme. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you know a certain person that likes certain thing, you could put it all in a bucket. It's a good idea. It's not bad. <laughs> it reminded me like, sorry, do you remember? <laughs> he said, put it in a bucket. Uh, oh. You remind me of that Mr. Bucket commercial from when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, Mr. Bucket, put your balls in my mouth. 
Oh, man. Oh, you can't have that commercial today. Oh, man. I mean, you couldn't have it in the 90s when we were kids, but you really can't have I it today. I just really enjoyed you singing it, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, because you reminded me of I it. I feel like, I'm, you know what? I'm going to find it online and post it on our page. <laughs> All the the commercials that were wrong. Oh my god! <laughs> oh I'll man! Put your balls in my mouth. It's my new ringtone now. Okay, anyway. I'm sorry. Rocky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> um, she also has Christmas ornaments and some really cool things that I recently saw. So she makes uh, little 3D uh, phone grips, like the little pop sockets. Oh, cute! Yeah. So she makes like spooky ones with like different pictures she makes like 3d ones that kind of have like a little bit more shape to them and then she has other ones that are also disney really really cute but there's hair accessories jewelry stickers like i recently tagged our wonderful friend and uh, um daniella on the uh the sam uh lollipop sticker oh yeah 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 so. What was the other thing I tagged her in? There was another Sam thing I tagged her yeah, in. Yeah, but I think it's all from Ronnie V's boutique. Might have been. Um, but, you know, there's so many. <laughs> Everybody's like, just kind of like oh, releasing it, all this stuff. Or whatever it was that I tagged her in, it was an ornament. Oh, okay. No, I I tagged her in the, I sent her the sticker, I think. Daniela, if you're listening to this, just know that anytime we see anything from Trick or Treat, your ass is going to get tagged in it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. But go check it out. Uh, she has a website, but also mainly she's been doing a lot of selling off Instagram. So check her out. And then also the other one I wanted to share is called Straight Out of the Coffin. I like it me too <laughs> um i've been kind of um checking them out they have they're mainly they started like making these really cool and um spooky pins like i just showed sarah before we started recording it was a pin of a, a bat cat and it had like little it's, it's like so a little satanic cute sa- satanic cat bat <laughs> It was really cute. I knew she would like it. Bats are my favorite. (laughs) But they have some really cool like t-shirt and tank top designs. But most recently what I liked is they created um, this little journal and it has on the front handbook for the recently immortal. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So in the front you can see um, and I'm, I'm going to burn for not remembering the name of the characters but from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, so they have like Renfield and Mina and no, no, no. Oh, Mina uh-huh. is holding hands with the the vampire. Vlad Dra- Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. But in his, his like big top hat. Oh, you know, I just recently rewatched that movie the mm-hmm. other night because it was on one of the movie channels and God damn, it's just beautiful. It is. I love that it's movie. It's the best. We got we to talk about that. We do. It's just, it's so well casted. It's beautifully filmed. The costumes are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, it's like a horror fan's wet dream. Yeah. It's so good. It really is. It's beautiful. If you're a vampire... Please, Gary Oldman, take me. <laughs> it's the only time anybody says that about Gary Oldman. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. When you're 30, I should give the caveat that Gary Oldman was 30 years younger in that yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, check out Straight Out of the Coffin. Whoop whoop. Yeah. So the first one that I picked is Black Widow Gallery. Ooh. So they've got an Etsy shop, and that you can also find them on Instagram. Etsy's real big this season. Dude. I keep seeing a commercial. I was like, since when did Etsy get a commercial? Well, because you know how much it costs to sell shit on Etsy. No, a lot. Oh, okay. They they ain't cheap. They take a big chunk. They're like Poshmark. There's a reason. Any of the big companies that you see. Okay, so first off, if none of you know how media advertising works, it's real fucking expensive. Mm -hmm. Television advertisements are obviously the most expensive. Especially during holidays, too. Especially during the holidays. Don't even get me started on Super Bowl price tags. But... Any of the companies notice that you see like a lot of insurance companies that advertise on TV. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. It's all the people with lots of budgets, big budgets. But there's a reason you see Poshmark advertising on TV because they take a ridiculously large percentage. I mean, don't get me wrong. I sell stuff on Poshmark that I'm not using anymore. Yeah. But they take a huge fucking percentage of your sale. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yep. But I still do it because it's better than nothing. <laughs> yep. Well, um, I mean, to be honest, it's better than going to Buffalo Exchange. Oh, my god. Where they really take it all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Black Widow Gallery has an Etsy. Um, and they sell all sorts of accessories with uh, jewelry, earrings, cute stuff, pins, aren't different kinds of art prints shelves like the coffin shelves and such and they also have these adorable planters and if you haven't seen them some of them are shaped like little coffins they have some that are shaped like little tombstones and you just put a little baby clay pot in it and plant your little house plant that i will never be able to keep alive and it's just they're really really cute so check them out black widow gallery lots of great and they have um holiday themed stuff so they have mari lude pins they've got some krampus stuff yeah they've got really cute things so check them out hey yeah and the second one which i really really love and i've actually ordered some pieces from them um i don't think they'll be here in time for christmas but that's okay because i'm just gonna leave them up anyway um (laughs) is cat and magpie so they have a website that's on big cartel so i think it's catandmagpie.bigcartel.com they have uh tons of embroidery art so anything that looks like needlepoint with all of these great embroidery accents on it um and they have some that are christmas themed so skulls with holly or with candy canes they're so freaking cute they have lots of prints crochet sculpture lots of fun ornaments for your spooky tree so great stuff over there from cat and magpie i cannot wait for my pieces to show up i can't wait to see them it's gonna be great i love when you're opening all your boxes dude (laughs) it's my favorite it's like it's it's like it's becoming my new favorite pastime (laughs) i still will never forget the day you open the really big box of shoes Oh my gosh, were you here when my my big bait order came I in? I sure was. Oh my god. And I, I watched you put them in color coordination. It was when I got my... Take a picture. It was when I... I remember that day because it was when uh, I got my bonus check from work, like, last year? Mm-hmm. Or something like that, or maybe it was the year before, and I used some of my bonus to buy shoes. It was so great. <laughs> A lot of shoes. Oh my god. <laughs> like, a lot. If none of lot. you have... Uh, take a visit to sarah's instagram she has a picture and 
it's a whole wall of shoes and, and it's, it's amazing and it's not even all of them <laughs> but it's still amazing it doesn't include my sandals and it doesn't include all my boots <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> it's just it's it's I took, amazing i took an inventory because jared got mad at me again there's another box of shoes that showed up um but I took an inventory, not including sandals. There were 158 pairs of shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, I don't want to get you further in trouble. <laughs> so, today, we're going to talk about the history of telling ghost stories on Christmas. Christmas ghost stories! Woohoo! Yay! Because that's how it should be. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, for the last hundred years, Americans have kept ghost stories in their place, letting them out only in October. No. No, 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 no. ghost no. stories all year round. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then, obviously, you know, they lead it up to, you know, the the best the big haunted one. holiday ever. Yes. Is Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. But it wasn't always this way. And it's no coincidence that most famous ghost the the most famous ghost story is a Christmas story, a carol, or a carol, Christmas carol, <laughs> Christmas carol by Charles Dickens, and that was first published in 1843. Which I just want to put in a little side note: we will be talking about next week. Next week, saddle plug, yay! Um, book club, yes. And I was going to tell you uh, for this book club, I did Audible. Which Ooh. I've never done before. And? Um, it's difficult. However, mm-hmm. I will say for anyone that would like, because there's still time, if you would like to listen to the Christmas or a Christmas Carol before the book club episode comes out, there's a version on Audible that you can download that's narrated by Sir Timothy Curry. <gasps> and that's, of course, I the one that I downloaded. Like, I'm missed something so and i'm reading it like i'm flipping the pages on my phone mm -hmm. or my ipad (laughs) i feel like i've missed out well i will tell when we do the book club episode i'll i'll tell you the pros and cons however i will tell you that uh tim curry does a fabulous job of changing his voice to pretend to be the other characters and i just want tim curry to give the eulogy at my funeral that's all yes um he's just he's amazing he's a lovely person (laughs) so but yeah so i mean the one of the biggest uh ghost stories out there obviously is a christmas carol i mean if you guys haven't read it or at least seen some of the movies not the muppets one (laughs) even though it's cute but not the muppets one we want something creepy and dark (laughs) Um, but that came out 1843 and it's a story about a man tormented by a series of ghosts. Um, the night before Christmas, uh, belonged to one rich now most mostly forgotten tradition of telling ghost stories on Christmas Eve. Uh, Dickens supernatural Yuletide terror was no, uh, out year, but since for much of the 19th century was the holiday, uh, (laughs) Uh, associated with ghosts and the specters so there (laughs) um whenever five or six english-speaking people meet around a fire on christmas eve they start telling each other ghost stories and this was from the humorist jerome uh k and jerome uh wrote in his 
1891 collection uh, told after supper. It says, nothing satisfies us on Christmas Eve, but to hear each other tell authentic anecdotes about specters. It is, it is a, uh, a genial festive season and we love to muse upon graves and dead bodies and murders and blood. I like it. Yep. Same that sounds here. like me. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me all the all year round. <laughs> so, uh, telling ghost stories during winter specifically is a hallowed tradition. Um, a folk custom stretches back centuries, and when families would while away the winter nights with tales of spooks and monsters, a sad tale's best for winter. Mamilius proclaims in Shakespeare's *The Winter's Tale*. I have one of sprites and goblins Um, and the title character in the Jewel of Malta in Christopher Marlowe's play at one point muses. Now I remember those old woman's words who in my wealth would tell me winter's tales and speak of spirits and ghosts by night. So let's talk a little bit about uh, actually the history of of christmas which we've talked about you know on our last couple of episodes between mm-hmm. yule and yule monsters so historically december 25th actually had a closer link to pre-christian festivals that honored the winter solstice than with christianity oh. so as we mentioned last week mistletoe holly berries wreaths and yule logs are all pagan symbols and yep. fun fact which i learned doing the research for this episode mm-hmm. Puritan leaders tried to abolish Christmas at one point because there was no biblical basis for celebrating the day. Of course they did. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so celebrations like Yuletide symbolically celebrate death of light and the longest night of the year. So for this reason, the date was considered to be the most haunted as the veil between the realms of the living and the dead was a gossamer sheer. Oh, mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also because uh, without the luxury of modern medicine and healthcare, the chilly breath of death always felt a bit close during the winter man doesn't that sound correct i know <laughs> i mean think of all the like plagues and everything oh my god that happened and all like you know different illnesses that popped up oh, yeah. so i can definitely see <laughs> oh, and sanitation and and heat and I mean, even your food. <laughs> right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it. I mean, back then, winter was death for everybody, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, you didn't You didn't live as long. Your family didn't live as long. I mean, is yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank, thank God we live in, I guess, well, I can't really say thank God we live in the era we live in now because it's not that much better. Well, in but, terms of, like, advances in medicine, yes. it's leaps and bounds right exactly <laughs> although i think that we're like on the back side of that bell curve because now nobody believes everything and everybody believes that if you don't believe and you say everything's a conspiracy you sound smart but really you just sound stupid i'm gonna do one of your things <sighs> <laughs> yep <laughs> every time i hear that that that's what happens anyway. it's a conspiracy <laughs> don't believe it the earth is flat oh god <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so uh, so during that time, you know, conditions were ripe for imaginations mm-hmm. to run wild with what might wait beyond the grave. I mean, I think about it sometimes, <laughs> but I also like try to plan like who I'm going to haunt, like when I die, like who I'm going to mess with. 
Oh, I told Jared that if he's not nice to me, I'm coming back in my next life as a squirrel and I'm going to crawl up his pant leg and make his life hell. I like how you said crawl up the pant leg. It's like the full threat. That That's great. Because I also, I don't want anybody crawling up my pant leg. Especially not a squirrel. It's going to be a real sad day for you. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway... But so in Shakespeare's 1611 play, The Winter's Tale, uh, Mamilius proclaims a sad tale's best for winter. I have one of spirits and goblins. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a spooky play. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it in a really long time. Nope, not since uh, high school or college. Yeah. I mean, Shakespeare, like... It takes a minute sometimes for me. <laughs> he has he, he has great writing, but like not all of them were my favorites. Mm-mm. Like very few. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, based in for, uh, folklore and the supernatural, it was a tradition the uh, the Puritans frowned on. So it never gained much traction in America. Uh, Washington Irving helped resurrect a number of forgotten Christmas traditions in the early 19th century, but it was really Dickens who popularized the notion of telling ghost stories on Christmas Eve. Thank you, Charles Dickens. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the Christmas issues of the magazines he edited um household words and after uh 1859 all year round regularly included ghost stories not just a christmas carol but also works like the chimes and the haunted man uh both of which also feature an unhappy man who changes his ways after a visitation by a ghost uh dickens publications which were not just winter theme but um explicitly linked to christmas helped uh, forge a bond between the holiday and ghost stories. Christmas Eve, he would claim in The Seven Poor Travelers, which came out in 18, um, 1854, is the witching time for storytelling. Ooh. I love it. Uh-huh. Give me all the spooky. Because well, we and, all know how I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that everybody knows uh the song it's the most wonderful time of the year and there's that line that everybody knows that there's there will be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of christmases <gasps> scary ghost stories yes we want all that yep that's all i want in that song yep 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 <laughs> take out the rest <laughs> Um, so Dickens actually discontinued the, his Christmas publications in 1868, and he complained to one of his friends that he felt as if I had murdered a Christmas number years ago. Perhaps I did. And its ghost perpetually haunted me. But by then, the ghost of Christmas ghost stories had taken on an afterlife of its own, and other writers rushed to fill the void that Charles Dickens had left. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, which was interesting. Uh, by the time of Jerome's 1891 told after supper, he would casually joke about a tradition long ensconced in Victorian culture. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So if some of these later ghost stories hadn't entered the Christmas canon as Dickens' work did, there's perhaps a reason. So as William Dean Howells would lament in a Harper's editorial, the Christmas ghost tradition suffered from the gradual loss of Dickens' sentimental morality. The ethical intention which gave dignity to Dickens' Christmas stories of still earlier date has almost wholly disappeared. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's, 
because when you think about ghost stories at Christmas, can you name any off the, I mean, other than the ones that we researched, can you yeah. name any off the top of your head other than a Christmas Carol? Nope. Nope. Sure can't. And like, sometimes like, I know it's weird, but like sometimes even a Christmas Carol is not like at the top of my head. You forget that it's a ghost story. Right. Because, because you just think of it as a Christmas movie. Exactly. Because there's like a Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah. Once the Muppets get a hold of something. <laughs> and then, you know, Disney's done it like probably a bunch of times that I feel like they, I don't know. <laughs> Even Patrick Stewart had a version. Oh boy. But you know what? The Patrick Stewart version I actually really, really liked. Oh, okay. It's actually pretty good. It was, I think, a I TNT think Christmas special. I'll have TV to watch special. that one. Yeah. What, was, like, what was it last year? There was that one. It was one. the Guy Pierce one. Yeah. That was creepy. Oh my God. It was rough. Yeah. But it was, yeah. It was, it. I just needed more. It was well done, but it was dark. Mm-hmm. It was really dark. I thought it was very long winded as well. that bothered you know i felt like it was for me personally it was it was an okay quote-unquote length if i had to give it a a classification but it just it took ebenezer scrooge to a whole other dark 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 level of yeah like making tiny tim's mom come to his house and think that she's gonna have to bed him making her strip down and only to say like, I just wanted to see if you'd do it or not. And now I've embarrassed you like, dude, yeah, dude <laughs> could have done without that. That was rough. Yeah. I mean, it's like, man, us, us it was, women, we it have was a hard really enough time dark. already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it made my skin crawl. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it took me a minute to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so while readers could suspend their disbelief for the supernatural, believing that such terrors could turn a man like Scrooge good overnight was even a harder sell. Uh, yeah, I mean, look what we're going through now. Um, <laughs> but um, people always knew that uh, character is not changed by a dream in a series of tableau, that a that a ghost cannot do much towards reforming in <laughs> an inordinately selfish person that a life cannot be turned white like a head of hair in a single night but the most alle- allegorical apparition and gradually they cease to make believe that there is virtue in these devices and appliances you know i disagree with that yeah i because i'm the biggest proponent of the fact that people do not change Mm-hmm. They just become more of who they really are mm-hmm. over time. Agreed. Because change is hard. Yeah. It's easy to take the path of least resistance. However, that being said, I think especially after doing or reading the book and you know, watching the various iterations of the films, I think that it is possible to scare the shit out of somebody mm-hmm. and make them change their ways. I mean, it happens yeah. with near-death experiences all the time. Yep. So, you know, I, I slightly disagree with that. Yeah. But, you know. No, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Very true. But <laughs> so um, uh, Dickens' genius was to wed the gothic with the sentimental using stories of ghosts and goblins to reaffirm basic bourgeois values. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all like to think bougie sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> but anyway, but as the tradition evol- uh, evolved, however, other writers uh, were less wedded to this social vision, preferring the the simply scary. I'm okay with that. Um, in Henry James's famous gothic novella, *The Turn of the Screw*, which we talked about, um, it's just the fa- a boring story. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I did. I, I don't know. I just didn't find it scary. But anyway, it's just boring. <laughs> the frame story involves a group of men sitting around the fire telling ghost stories on Christmas Eve, setting off a story of pure terror. Not really. Um, without any. <laughs> Without any pretension to, to charity or sentimentality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so at the same time that the tradition of Christmas ghosts had begun to ossify, losing the initial spiritual charge that drove its popularity, a new tradition was being imported from across the Atlantic, yes. carried by the huge wave of Scottish and Irish immigrants coming to America. Hell and what, yeah. And what was this tradition? <gasps> Halloween. Yay, thank you. <laughs> so the holiday that we know is now an odd hybrid of Celtic and Catholic traditions. And it obviously borrows heavily from the ancient pagan holiday of Samhain, which we talked about in an episode a while back, um, which celebrates the end of the harvest season and the onset of winter. So as with other numerous pagan holidays, Samhain was in time merged with the Catholic festival of all souls day which could also be tinged towards obsessions with the dead into halloween a time when the dead were revered the boundaries between this life and the afterlife were the thinnest and when ghosts and goblins ruled the night Mm -hmm. yay Thank you for bringing that. <laughs> but carried by the Scottish and the Irish uh, immigrants to America, um, Halloween did not immediately displace Christmas as the, the preeminent holiday for ghosts, partly because for several decades it was a holiday for Scots. Uh, Scottish immigrants uh, try to dissociate Halloween from its ghostly implications, trying to unsuccessfully uh, to make it about Scottish heritage, as Nicholas Rogers notes in his uh, Halloween from Pagan Ritual to Party Night. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Um, there were efforts, in fact, to recast Halloween as a day of decorous ethnic celebration. I like that. <laughs> but organizations organizations such as the Caledonian Society in Canada observed Halloween with Scottish dances and music and poetry of the of Robbie Burns. Yay! <laughs> While in New York, the Gaelic Society uh, commemorated Halloween with with a um with uh, is it seances? <laughs> Wait, no, I'm gonna say that wrong. With a seances. Yep. Oh, oh, you know what? That's one of those Gaelic words that has all these um, <laughs> letters in it, and then the words completely different. Yep. Sorry. But basically, no it's an evening of Irish poetry and music. <laughs> Sorry, anybody in Ireland? I totally screwed that up. Team um, Ireland, please help us learn yes. how to speak better. <laughs> but uh, Americans' hunger for ghosts and nightmares, however, outweighed their hunger for Irish and Scottish culture, and Americans seized on Halloween's supernatural rather than cultural aspects. Um, we all know how this turned out. We sure do. Yep. Lots of candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So the tradition, or I'm sorry, the transition from Christmas to Halloween as the preeminent holiday for ghosts was a really uneven one. So as of late, even as late as 1915, Christmas annuals of magazines were still dominated by ghost stories. Whoop, whoop, why did we change this? I know. Um, And Florence Kingsland's 1904 Book of Indoor and Outdoor Games still lists ghost stories as fine fare for a Christmas celebration. Hell yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And it actually quotes, the realm of spirits was always thought to be nearer to that of mortals on Christmas than at any other time. Yay. So for decades, these two celebrations of the oncoming winter bookended a time when ghosts were in the air and we kept the dead close to us. I I really wish that we could bring this back. Yes, can we please? Mm -hmm. We'll just have to do it. We should. Um, so I encourage anybody when we can actually have holiday parties again, please encourage your friends, family, stowaways, tagalongs, everybody bring a Christmas ghost story. Yes. Tell them. Please. Yes. <laughs> well, we have a few uh, famous Christmas ghost stories that we wanted to share with you. We'll just share some little blurbs about them because they're... Kind of long. They are, but they're like they're like long short stories. Yeah, but they're they're really interesting. I like some of them that I kind of read through, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of scary. But you know me, I'm 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 still the person even reading these stories. I'm still like the person in the the background eating popcorn, just waiting for everybody else to jump. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so well, so the first one I'll share. It's called "Between the Lights" by E. F. Benson, and this was released in 1912. And so this tale is set on Christmas Eve and looks back on on one the year before when our host had a vision of primal shack entombed beasts advancing upon him as he sat out on the lawn and watched his wife and a good friend play croquet could like anybody uh (laughs) the creatures advance uh paralysis has set in and it is by a christmas mercy that the hold is relinquished then daytime haunts can sometimes seem less natural than the midnight variety, and this one proves uh, uh, portentous when the vision is actualized. But after a fashion, before we all collectively shudder and call for more mold cider, the tale is complete. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to read that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, this one is a little more. Well, I, I've actually heard of this one before. Um, Me too. And uh, Algernon Blackwood's a phenomenal writer. So this one's called The Kit Bag by Algernon Blackwood, and it was written in 1908. And little brief synopsis. We've all been in the position of racing off for the Christmas holiday, fretting that we've forgotten to pack something. In this story, a law clerk whose boss just cleared a murderer. Good job. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> They got to have someone to defend him too, I guess. Whatever. Uh, So he's packing what he believes to be the travel bag and and the employer had lent him. But holidays can be misleading and one man's Toomey luggage can be another's sack to lug around a severed head in. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm here for this. Um, (laughs) And again, there's that notion of warmth, of looking forward to things. Our man wishes to chat up the ladies back at the lodge on his ski holiday and affability. 
You want this guy to be okay. Uh, alas, he is ripped open from stem to stern and bleeds out as the <coughs> clock chimes in Christmas. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like making an evil laugh with that. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's ju- that's just a joke. Not really. Um, but it's a v- very good thing about a great Christmas ghost story is that you will be frightened. Um, but the new people that you have come to care about still tend to live and see another Christmas. So that's just a joke. He survives. Oh, yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the other one that I found, it's called A Strange Christmas Game. Yeah. This is by J.H. Riddell or Rydell uh, in 1863. So even uh, spook story enthusiasts tend not to know that a, uh, a really good amount of Victorian ghost fiction was written by women. I believe it. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe the majority of it, uh, Mrs. J.H. Rydell was one of the best ghost story writers of her time, period. And a strange Christmas game, uh, we have the idea of play again, only now it is the ghosts who are trying their hands at sport. Uh, cards, as it were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a brother and sister have recently taken possession of a house willed to them, and the demise of their benefactor plays out like some horrible uh, woobegone uh, mummer's act. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to read this one. Yeah, this one I have not heard of, Mm-mm. but I do want to read that. <laughs> yep, that looks really good. Um, and then next up is Christmas Reunion by Sir Andrew Caldecott, written in 1912. I like that last name. Caldecott. Dude, I have like... <laughs> Sounds like he wears a monocle. I know. I I wish that... I wish that my mom would have named me something a little more like old-timey and... Like fun and vintagey. Like Caldecott. Like Caldecott or <laughs> or Margaret. Margaret. And then I can be called Peggy for short. That's short? For yeah. Margaret? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm like trying to envision like how that came to be. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, my grandmother's college roommate was named Margaret, but they called her Peggy. I like it. I don't know what else it would be short for. Yeah, not maybe Marge. Nope, that's not gonna work. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I rebuke that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Christmas reunion. This one comes from a volume called "Not Exactly Ghosts," uh, an apt summation of Caldecott's approach. The things in his story could kind of happen on their own. Oh. So again, we begin at a family holiday party. But there's a guest who's a prick, much like there is at every holiday party. Mm-hmm. Um, we all, yeah. There's one in every family. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna keep my mouth, I'm going to sip my water. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's why I sipped my coffee. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, so everyone's pleased when he leaves, and wouldn't you know it, he heads out at the same time as Santa Claus, or rather, the Santa the family thinks it hired to put on an act for the kitties. The prickish guest we learn did his uncle a bad turn once upon a time and his father Christmas knows about it. And worse still, he's an avenging father Christmas. Santa is the ghost in the story. Maybe or maybe not, because Santa could just be pissed off kin. You get to riddle it out for yourself. I like it. 
Yeah, man. I'm going to have to read that one, too. Yup. Thank you, Sir Caldecott. (laughs) uh, As I'm holding my monocle. Right. (laughs) Oh, and the other one that I found, it's called Smee. The first thing I thought when I saw this was like, oh, Captain Hook. Because, yeah, that was like his little Captain Hook, like the Megan the Stallion song? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm still surprised that was on your playlist. I have some... Every now and then, there's a real ratchet song that comes on Sarah's playlist. It's for my inner hood rat. I like it. Most of the time, yeah. We all like to do hood rat things with our friends. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, but it's okay. Smee. That's going to be the next Megan the Stallion uh, song. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to make Smee sexy. Um. <laughs> if anybody could do it, yeah. Megan the Stallion I mean, could. she made Captain Hook sexy. He sure did. Which I don't know how, but she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Megan the Stallion, shout out. Your next mm-hmm. song is going to be titled Smee. <laughs> You're welcome. Give TM. us give, Yeah, give us money on that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Smee was written by A.M. Barrage in 1931. And then at this party, we're playing a form of hide and seek in which the seeker advances upon the hider and says, it's me. (laughs) 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 Which uttered quickly and breathlessly enough becomes Smee. (laughs) So, oh, I get it. (laughs) It took took me a minute. (laughs) I got it. It's, you know. Um, the coffee hasn't kicked in, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> so it's Christmas Eve, and uh, this is a big old rambling house, but one tiny problem. There's an extra player who does not number among the guests. Uh, a sort of morale, uh, downing the nog and playing hide and seek uh, can make you want to pull a Scrooge. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so reading this story, like drinking too much nog... <laughs> Would be enough to have you cancel Christmas next year. If only it wasn't so much fun to get messed up on that stuff. I mean, uh, but let me tell you something. I have to have eggnog without the brandy in it. And let me tell you why. (laughs) Because I don't know what it is, but dark liquor and something that's like dairy form is not a good mix for me. I have to tell you. I have to have eggnog without the eggnog. Even when I wasn't <laughs> vegan, I hate that shit. <laughs> I, I love eggnog, but I can only like do like one glass and then I'm cool. Jared bought some the other day and it was in the fridge. I'm like, why is this in our refrigerator? <laughs> I, I will say, though, that um, uh, Silk, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, yeah. They make a really good non-dairy eggnog. Do they, though? I mean, I'll, it, I'll take your word for it. I will buy, I will, instead of just sitting here being grumpy about it, I will I, go I buy like, and try I it. I kind of liked it with the coconut milk. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. But also because I'm really not supposed to have dairy, so. What else is in eggnog? I don't even, like, that's how much I don't like it. I don't even I mean, know it. isn't it like cream? Egg? There's nog in Egg? it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I actually never looked it up, but I just, I always have to buy the brand that, doesn't have the brandy in it it just it makes me so sick it's also known as milk punch which sounds disgusting oh yeah hey you're gonna have some of this milk punch okay milk cream that, sugar that sounds like something that should never be discussed between no people. never <laughs> uh milk cream sugar whipped egg whites egg yolks and nutmeg 
It's egg whites? I thought there was like... There's both. Well, oh, there's, okay, okay, so that's so stupid. Why do you... Oh, because you have to whip the egg whites. I'm like, why do we have whipped yeah, egg whites? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Why not just yolks? put the whole damn egg in there? Right? Well, it looks like it is, but you have to whip it to get like the meringue kind of consistency. Whip it. whip it good. So this basically has everything that I can't have. I can yeah. have the sugar and the nutmeg. Milk punch. So I wonder how you would make a Come get some of this milk punch. <laughs> It's Christmas. It's time for milk punch. Doesn't it just sound gross? <laughs> I can't even put it in a song. <laughs> milk punch just sounds nasty. It just sounds. Hey, girl, come over here and get this milk punch. You know, you know you want some of our delicious milk punch. It's, it's not even sexy. No. It doesn't work. You can't no. even use it for a booty call. It's not happening. <laughs> but we'll just keep it at eggnog. That it's still bad that way. It's still bad, but. Where did the nog come from? I have no idea. That's why I jokingly said when you asked what was it, I was like egg and, and nog. <laughs> but you're only half joking because there is a lot of egg in it. Yes. <laughs> well, that's our episode, guys. Yeah, please tell Christmas ghost stories. Yes, bring it back. Yeah, make the season spooky again. We need it. We need some other... We got, you know, this is the whole year of trying new things, so right there you go we're, we're gonna bring we're ghost stories back not trying new things because we can't go anywhere or do anything oh yeah that's true but i mean like new things because we're stuck at home oh yeah like we can tell ghost stories we can do zoom ghost stories <gasps> oh my god can we please make this a thing can we please i love that we both did that at the same time because <laughs> we were both like oh that's Ooh, such a good idea can we please set up a zoom okay dear friends if yes. you're part of our boo crew you're gonna get a zoom invite to tell spooky ghost stories yep bring popcorn oh you know i will and a ghost story i'm gonna have a big ass bucket <laughs> <laughs> okay it's happening yay okay, i'm gonna yep. post on the the spooky group right now it's happening okay this is happening because this is what our life has gotten to where we zoom everything <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, yes. So read some spooky ghost stories this holiday season. Bring them back. And also don't forget, as we mentioned before, please shop small. Small businesses need it the most. Including us. We're a small business. Yes. I was going to say, we got merch. We got great stocking stuffers. We have t-shirts, tank tops, and tote bags. and Masks. Masks. Fanny packs. I mean, if you don't have a mask... Something is wrong with you. Wear your mask or rich your ass. There it is. <laughs> Seriously, let's get these numbers down, you guys. Oh, oh. Buy our mask. <laughs> PSA, PSA. Uh, Jennifer Lewis is in the Dolly Parton Christmas on the Square movie. She plays the hairdresser. Oh, my God. And it's like, it's one of those very typical, it's just so sweet, it's going to give you a toothache kind of I movies. love her. Yeah, well, she's the hairdresser. She's Dolly's hairdresser. Jennifer Lewis, I don't know if you like spooky stuff, but it would be amazing if you would talk to us on our podcast. Yes. Because <laughs> yes, we love you. <laughs> and we love your quarantine songs. Wear your mask. Oh, it's your ass. Like, if you put that on Spotify, I would download that. Download the shit out of it. Yep, it would be my ringtone. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I should make it my ringtone right now. <laughs> um, But, yes. And we have we have fanny packs. We have dog hoodies. It's getting cold. Your dog is cold. Your dog is cold. <laughs> <laughs> your dog your needs dog a, squ- a squad ghouls hoodie. 
No, don't. That's that is my whole. Your dog is cold. That's that's my commercial. (laughs) Buy our merch. Yep, and um, follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Our handle is the Squad Ghouls. Uh, Like us on Facebook. Email us if you have fun stories, if you have Christmas ghost stories or scary Christmas experiences. And we also love when people send us wonderful comments. About how they love our show. Oh, yeah. It makes us feel good. Thank yes, you. we did get one from a wonderful fan. <laughs> Mr. Richard Delgado, thank you oh, for yes. sending it out and sending us your suggestion for a movie, which it will be on our schedule soon. Thank you, Nacho. We appreciate you. We love you. We miss seeing you, yes, but we, we love your adorable babies, too. Yes, that, too. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening. But please send us... Uh, your comments or suggestions we would love to hear them from you yes and did we forget anything no we didn't they were good all right cool creep it real and we'll scare you later goodbye Bye.